0: My life has been a gift There's nowhere to run
1: Welcome to episode 22 of the Black Russian Podcast. I am Yula and I'm by myself today, which is really, really scary. And I hope that doesn't happen too often. Uh, Tea is fine. It's just fully my episode because I managed to get into more shit. And I think this is uh, hopefully one of the last times but definitely the most serious stuff that's coming out, and it's on me to get through it. So it's you and I, guys. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to go. It'll be honest and hard, and I hope to get through it and be on the other side of the episode so that I can do more of what I need to do. Uh, general disclosure as always whatever we discuss we applies to all kinds of types of relationships this is not about open closed monogamous non-monogamous this is about people's relationships with each other couples women men married boyfriends girlfriends all of us um doesn't matter what if If you think you're open, closed, monogamous, non, we all do the same stuff, and most of this applies to all of us. Um, So here we go. Quotes, I looked at some, and I will use them in the middle of my talking about whatever the hell it is that I'm doing here by myself. So here we go. Last episode, 21, ended with me being all excited about the topic that I had that I wanted to share with everyone. That was uh, the story, uh, fiction story published in the New Yorker called The Cat Person, and it basically a story that every woman that I know, including myself, have lived through, uh getting with a guy, feeling like we want to take things further than uh, we then find ourselves comfortable doing, and most of the time just going through with the whole sex thing, even if five minutes prior to we decided we didn't want to. And then the whole feeling of... Um, God, I can't even describe the feeling. It just... Blah. You know, I know all women that are listening have felt that, and I think blah is like the best way to describe it. Um, So the story has circulated plenty. I've sent it to most of my girlfriends, some guy friends, uh, to talk about it, to see what their first reactions and then the second reactions and general uh, conversations are. It's really, really important. I hope that uh, we learn all of us learn not to get ourselves in these situations, uh but there's gonna be time and place to talk about it because apparently now is not uh the time to talk about it either, as uh this is this episode turned out to not be about the cat person fiction story but about non-fictional character sitting in front of the microphone and trying to uh, find some footing under her feet and it's not easy so here's what happened the conversations I think you know I've been feeling that the whole topic of men and patriarchy and um the male ego and the emotional labor of women and now the discussions about all the sexual pressures that women feel all of the the inequality in that world between what men feel free doing versus what women don't feel comfortable doing all of those conversations I have always felt a very very delicate and controversial. It's really easy to find ourselves on one of the extremes and since we're all very caring, very loving, very open people, we find ourselves or can easily find ourselves on the extreme, I guess, to the left that um, fully goes into the Patriarchy is bad. Men all use their male privilege uh, to take advantage of women. Uh, we, as women, feel uncomfortable talking to them about it. We find ourselves in compromising positions or pos- positions when we need to compromise a lot more than they do, and on and on and on and on. And oh my god, the housework. And oh my god, the emotional labor and all that stuff, most of which has uh, uh, merit, obviously. But what I'm trying to do to say is that it is really, really easy to find ourselves on that one side and forget that everything is two-sided. There's a balance to be uh, looked for in everything, and. When we talk about an individual that uh, maybe we feel is using male privilege, uh, we should stop and think about uh, what is our motivation behind it. Uh, Because if we don't, it's really, really easy to just get on that soapbox and... um, just go with the flow, illness will be hard, um, all right, let's see where I was, so the soapbox, um, yeah, it's hard to see once we're on it, uh, I found that it's not, it's really easy to get carried away, and when we do, it's, uh, we make ourselves feel better, I know I do, um, and then you start pulling on that thread, and that's really what happened. <clears throat> T started pulling on that thread of, hey, where's that attitude coming from? Where's that vibe coming from? Where is that vibe of uh, T using the male privilege, and he can't deal with me being with somebody else. Uh, where is that coming from? And as he started pulling, and I started answering, it more and more stuff started to come out. And it turned out that we weren't done the last time we thought we were done. And that there is a lot more to unpack. And that even... Through all the times that I was crying and bearing my soul and telling the truth I still wasn't doing it. So where does that leave us? And that leaves both of us extremely hurt. Um, Both of our Worlds um uh, really upside down at the moment, and uh it's just really difficult. So as I sit here and uh describe what and how happened. I hope that everybody that has made mistakes like I have, that have been in my shoes, that have been in Tion's shoes, you know, feel what we feel and relate and understand that we're all human, that being in a relationship, it's really hard. And he and I have not figured it all out, obviously. And that we do our best every day. And when we hit the bottom or what we think is the bottom, we still commit to each other and figuring it out and sharing. And this is what I'm here for. So... Unpacking in pieces, that's apparently very obviously my shit. My uh, ego is so freaking strong and my mind is so quick that every time that I find myself in a situation where I have to tell, I, my mind quickly figures out what's the minimum that I can tell so that it looks like i have and uh we can start healing and we that's what we did three times and every time Tion did his absolute best and held me to the highest regard acknowledged that i'm human and did whatever he needed to do to get through his hurt and keep me uh, where he always does in the most sacred place and we keep going and I feel good and I feel good about myself and I keep learning and I keep um, getting more open and I keep connecting with people and I keep doing everything that I'm supposed to do but because the whole the the past is not clean, it's not fully cleaned out it continues to come back and haunt us and by the time that I've done it three times the fourth time is pretty devastating and it's really hard to understand for Tion to understand How can I possibly tell him three times in a row that's it, that's all there is, and then come back and there is more? And the scariest part to both he and I is that where do we go from here? Like, how do we, how does he trust me, and how do I trust myself? And that is the process we're in. Uh, we are both, we both love each other. We both, neither of us wants to go anywhere. Uh, it's just really, really hard at the moment, and I'm sure it's going to be really, really, really hard for a long time to build trust and stand our ground Uh, I feel we will, he feels we will but it's fucking hard so the most that, you know, I've, I've been thinking about a lot and I've been feeling a lot and what's coming is our marriage has been built on our friendship And our marriage has been built on um, me clearly understanding where Tion is in his life, uh, what he spent so much time figuring out what he wants and how he wants it and why, and how to be clear about it. uh, That when we got together, I clearly understood that. And I took that, and I knew that this was the peace that was part of my marriage. What I didn't do and what I didn't uh, live by was that that same peace that he lived also applied to me. And as open and honest and uh, forthcoming as he has been in his life, that same rule applied to me in my head I justified that I actually don't want any of that Uh, he's figured it out, I hadn't so I'm just not gonna even think about it Uh, so the problem with not thinking about it is that when stuff happens that you don't expect to happen you have no idea how to deal with it and then you just wing it, if you're like me um You just wing it as it comes. And this rich thing came. And I did not... uh, Because I didn't sit there and anticipate anything like that when it came. And I felt that I was moved by him. And I wanted to have a meaningful... Some sort of a meaningful connection with him. I had no tools to prepare and... uh, Talk to Tian about it. So, when that came out uh, through some pictures that he saw, and he said, Hey, I don't want you to be that close to my friends, instead of me asking why and standing my ground if I felt that that's what I wanted to do, I just said, Okay, I'm not going to do that. Because it was easier that way. And because I didn't need to deal with potentially hurting him, which meant that I didn't need to deal with my reaction to his potentially hurting him, because when I use the excuse of I I do not want to hurt him by telling him the truth about how I feel about somebody else, or what I want to do with somebody else, that's not true either. It's not him that I don't want to deal with. It's myself that I don't want to deal with. When I'm faced with saying something that I know will hurt him, that makes me scared that he will like me less or that maybe I'm not a good person. And where that comes from is from me not feeling that what I do is right. And that, I think, is one of the biggest problems that I face. Um, There's a couple. I want to take an easy way out whenever that easy way out is available. And my mind is so quick and strong that I will most always find that easy way out and when I see it I will take it and that's happened over and over and over again Uh where did I learn it that's a whole new that's a whole different story In mean, my family we all take the easy way out in conversation no one wants to talk about anything difficult I have been consciously changing that in the last few years and I'm finally seeing results Uh, and that's great but dealing with the whole history of how I handled our first so many years together I mean a decade more that's the hard part and even now when stuff comes out that I hadn't disclosed in the first three rounds that we went for for it. I clam up and he has to pull it out of me. And that is hard as shit. Um, so there is just so much. And it's hard. Um I don't know how much sense I'm making, uh, but I think the gist of the whole thing is that learning how to tell the truth when it's really hard, when the truth is hard, is where I am most uh, tempted to fail, or that's the most difficult thing for me. I fail when I take that when I'm at that cross, or the fork in the road, and there's an easy way, and there is the hard way, but the hard way is where the truth is, it is so freaking tempting to take that easy way out. And what that means is that I'd rather make myself feel better at the moment, and I forget to think that I'm hurting the person that I love the most. And If I do it enough times, I'm just not going to have him. And he and I are not going to make it. So, it's either I do the right thing and go in for the hard answer, but it's the truth and close my eyes and let it come out and whatever happens after happens or I risk losing tea and that's I think the hardest thing that I've ever said or thought about um we raise our kids to tell the truth we create the environment for them to tell the truth we have seen results of them telling the truth choosing to tell the truth when it's hard Um, and that's um, that's half of my task which means a lot, but it's only masking the need for myself to do the same thing that I ask of them and do it over and over and over again. Because if I lie or I tell half the truth, Or I tell a soft version of the truth. It's going to come out sometime later. And it's just... It's going to cause more and more erosion in what we feel. uh, Or where we are. So... It feels crazy. It feels unreal. Um... He feels like he's only known half of me. He's finding out that I have, you know, we've had all these conversations about our relationship. We've had conversations about me being with other people. We have talked about it all. And I have always participated and always said, Yes, I understand and always had input. And somehow in my head, I have the mode where I understand everything and I agree and I can participate. But if I don't think it applies to me, it just doesn't apply to me. So when he has said for years and years and years that He wants me to experience whatever it is in my life that I am supposed to experience I chose to discount that I chose to say sure and then based on how I think he would respond not how he responded or said what he said directly I chose with my ego flying high to make the decision for him over and over and over again. And the decision was that, yeah, he says that, but he does not know what it feels like or how difficult it is. I don't think he can handle it. Therefore, I will try my best to not develop connections. But if I do, I'm not going to tell him. Um, and then just you know making decisions for him and then creating this narrative that became this you know the well, pretty much truth in my head which then in turn has influenced how I tell my story and my story about my relationship with Rage and how it ended, has been tainted and has been influenced by what I decided for Tion, and that he cannot handle me being with other men. So maybe now it's time to amend that story and tell it for what it was, how it was, and take that take that, um, my ego out of it, um, I realize now that I should have, when he asked me not to be that close to Ridge, I should have questioned him, I should have explained to him then that I feel that I really like this person, I feel that he's a good person and he would contribute to us versus being a threat and allowed allowed T to take time and maybe think about it and maybe consider his own emotions and reasons for why he asked me not to do it and do what we're supposed to do in an open relationship. Go through hard conversations and be real, and feel it, and talk about it, and if needs, compromise, but if we compromise, compromise honestly, and if it's something that puts some limitations on one of us or both, stick to them, and then when it becomes too limiting, talk about it again, and I didn't do any of that, and as I think back, uh, it's because I did not look, well, I mean, many reasons, including first one, there was an easy way out, that was readily available, and I took it. But also because I came into this relationship with, yeah, this is Teon, he's extremely special, this is how he lives, I understand this, I will support him, I will do what I need to do on my side, to make sure that he can do what he needs to do in his life. And it seems like a noble cause. And it's really easy for me to paint myself as this amazing woman that is here to support her husband and make sure that he has all the tools to do what he needs to do in the world and help as many people and connect with as many people and uh, as he can uh, give love, receive love bring it home um, and then go from there but in reality it's a selfish way of of Me not taking the time to sit down and really question. All right, Yula, you are in this relationship with this man that you really, really love. You know he's special. You know that these are his rules and parameters. Now, what do you want for yourself? Um, And how are you going to handle it in this relationship? And that did not happen. Uh, It never happened until now. Well, it started to happen, I I started really thinking about it within the last year. Uh, I'm a super slow thinker, everything changes in me, extremely slow, so a year seems like a long time, but it it moved me, you know, maybe a quarter of a way, and what we discovered it, even now, uh, it did not move me far enough to where, when... Uh, when Tion and I got into discovering more uh, about the details of what I did and how I did it, I still took time to defend myself, to minimize, to deflect. And that really, really, really hurt him because there's only so much that, or so many times that we can face uh, the person that we love, not tell the truth, and then convince us that no, no, uh now it's, it's now, now I'm done. Now that's the truth. Um, so, you know, I think that these are our like this is our circumstance. Uh, it's a long history that he and I have. We uh, really truly love each other and we will use all, all of our faculties and faith and trust and belief and everything uh we can to see where we go from here. Uh but what I what what it means to me is that this is another chance for me to figure out what is this, what is this relationship Um, when he says he wants me to experience everything that I want to experience what does that mean, what does that mean to me that's a lot of responsibility on me and the responsibility is not to just take it and uh, discount it, but be responsible with it, and understand that I have to learn, figure out what is it that I want, what is it that I don't want. Um, that I'll go with the flow and see what happens is one of the most irresponsible things, and yet that has been my mode of operandi and perhaps at forty six um, it's time to put some real thought into it and make my decisions from what feel from the you know what what is right versus what's easy what is right versus what uh, is going to make me feel good right now. What is right for those around me versus just me. And those are our basic human parameters of, uh, you know, how we relate to each other. I don't honestly, I, I I can go on and on and on as to what my theories are, where it's coming from. There's a lot of... Uh, Different, uh, I guess there are a lot of different circumstances that I think contributed, but bottom line is that it's me, myself, and I. Every decision, every day, every minute of every day how does this affect those that I care about? How does this affect people in general? How does this affect myself in the long run? Is this something that I will uh, be proud of when asked? Or is it something that even if I choose not to tell about because I don't have to tell everything when questioned or when you know something comes out, is this something I will be proud of? And that's a real... As, as elementary or as, yeah, I guess elementary as it is, uh, it's new to me. Up until a couple of years ago, I had two, three friends, you know. I was proud of being someone that didn't necessarily want to be out And 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 have a bunch of people about I cared about, and all of this is uh, growing up. You know, growing up, it was my thing as well. I had one friend, and not a real community. Growing up without a community and the feeling of everyone being interconnected. uh, Growing up knowing that I can do whatever the hell I want to do. Is not so cool. I'm learning. I'm creating my own community. A lot of you guys um, uh, have been a part of my community. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me that um, I'm being honest with you and It's really hard to to realize that maybe I'm even worse than, you know, my some of my traits are just fucked up. And it's not all of me. I, I feel that my roots and the motivation in general are Uh, clean and true how I have gone about self-disclosure how I have gone about being honest how I have gone about choosing to connect with people while telling Tion that I absolutely was not interested in that how I have gone about misrepresenting what he really said and meant Uh, because it was easier for me that way that's really hard but that's the truth and that's what it is Mm, sorry so this other thing that I realized Well, thinking about everything that has happened and why, I've realized that I spent years being, you know, defensive in my position as Tion's partner and wife and protective of my territory, so to speak, which made me instead of being, wanting to be inclusive of the people that he was close to, it made me want to be protective. And that was the energy that made him want to not tell me. And that made him want to uh, lie to me on a few occasions, and he did. Because when you're supposed to be in this open relationship where you understand the value of connecting closely with, with a lot of people or any number of people that are not inside your immediate family... Uh, And you're excited about it. And that's what fuels your life. And your partner says that she is cool with it. But the energy is not cool. Because in reality while she's saying she's cool. She's defensive. Or protecting. uh, Her territory. It makes it really, really hard. To come and be excited. And tell. Um. And I, I realize now that, um, it's been a long time that I have blamed him for not telling me the truth, because I know for a fact, every time he doesn't, I know why, and I know whose fault it is. Someone actually asked me the other day, uh, what do I do? Like, how do I react when I know that he didn't tell me the truth? And um I said that, you know, we had a couple of very difficult, um, uh, you know, situations some years ago, Um, but I've learned really quickly through those that, you know, when he chooses to lie, it's not because it's easier, well, not because it's his number one choice, but it's because... My reaction to what he, to to what he would tell me if it was the truth is a lot of the times not worth it to him. Because it's not it's not a logical reaction, it's a reaction based on fear and then the fear is based on the fact that I didn't fully embrace what this whole marriage is all about. So now you know. Uh, even if I know now the few times that you know I've known that maybe he didn't tell me the truth or he withheld info or whatever it is, it doesn't even like I I feel a little jolt of like ooh, and then they go yeah okay well what does that matter? Uh, because I know where that where that comes from, so to answer the question that, uh, I was asked, you know, uh, I note when that happens. And if I was to see that that happens consistently, maybe around him going out with some specific person before questioning him, I would question myself and figure out, is there something that I am showing to him that is contrary to what i'm saying is my vibe is my attitude is my body language different from what i tell him because now i always tell him it's cool it's it's fine it's i'm happy you know i when he's out and for most time he has no problem telling me um so if i was to notice that there is he's consistently not telling me then i would first question myself um so going back to what i realized about this whole marriage and me being the 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 long 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 time that i was defensive about it i think that whole defensive stance finally boiled over and uh, blew up in me asking him to... uh, I didn't even ask him, like, two and a half years ago, the big shift that led us to having a fully open, transparent relationship, as opposed to don't ask, don't tell, was that I was so busy defending my territory and protecting my territory, and trying to figure out who and where and how and with whom and what that means, that I exhausted myself emotionally. That's exactly what I told him. I said, listen, I can't. This is taking too much energy. But what I'm realizing now, this is not the don't ask, don't help necessarily, but this was me not having embraced the fully open meaning of our relationship, the fully his connection with the outside world is, is such a positive attribute to us. It brings so much to us uh, that it doesn't matter what he tells me or doesn't matter where he is or wh- who he is with. I just have to detach and look at the results and see what it feels like when he's home or when you know, I think of him or we're connected. Um, that has taken a long, 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 long time for me to learn and I feel like I've been learning that in the last two and a half years and obviously I haven't done a good enough job and fast enough job of cleaning up all of my areas of my life. I was trying to hold on as, far as as hard as I could to, oh, it doesn't matter what happened in the past. I covered most of it. Uh, he knows the gist. It's fine. I'm just going to work really hard on going forward and then we'll be fine. But there's no way to work really hard on the current and going forward and... Get good, solid, or the best result when your past is not fully clean, and that's what we're dealing with. Uh, as I was going through, as I was going through quotes or things that I wanted to hear to, uh, you know, insert in a podcast as voices from the people that I respect. Esther Perel, of course, is on the fourth run, front and um, she's talked a lot about, you know, her last book is on infidelity. She's talked a lot about betrayal. Uh, what's happened between T and I is a significant betrayal on my, my part of who I was representing I was because I wanted... I didn't want to deal with difficult stuff and I wanted to take the easy ways and I didn't think uh, deep enough uh, as to how it affected him. I thought I had a good reason. Oh, I don't want to hurt Tion. Well, that's a bullshit reason and clearly I've hurt him more than... uh, more than... I intended to but I did it over and over again so you got a question if I intended that or not Uh, so on betrayal and what it does and the challenges uh, that it represents uh, from Esther when I speak about the fact that out of a crisis people can come out stronger more resilient more robust very quickly I'm often asked would I recommend people to have, a, to have an affair or deal with a betrayal? So many people will tell you that if they have a life-threatening illness, it gives them a new perspective on life, and yet nobody would recommend them to have cancer. That said, we grow from experiences that sometimes can almost annihilate us. We do. And uh, it's, a, it's a test on who we are, The test on how strong our foundation is. It's a test to uh, see if what we have built is strong enough to withstand this. Um, I think it does. I think it is strong enough. I feel that this is hard it's gonna be hard for a long time I feel pretty suspended in the air with no ground under my feet Uh, and I'm gonna you know keep doing what I need to do every day to stay present and breathe and do what I need to do for the kids and the family and the job and and Tion, and give him space and stay close and take my own space and think and feel and keep going. Uh, There are a couple of other quotes and I think I'm gonna wrap up with them. Um, Maya Angelou said have enough courage to trust love one more time and always one more time and that's what we're doing and Paulo Cola said "None none of us knows what might happen even the next minute yet still we go forward because we trust because we have faith um we have faith, and that's uh, we have trust, and we have lots and lots and lots of uh, what we're building and what we're building together, what we're sharing with you guys. And uh, that's what we will continue doing. We'll continue sharing, We'll continue loving. Uh, there is, it's it, there's beauty in this. There is uh, lots of humbling, very humbling feelings in this. There are heart piercing feelings. There's there are heart shattering feelings, and yet it's still worth it. And I wouldn't be uh, with anybody else and i wouldn't walk away i wouldn't change this i'd rather do this now than five years from now Um, and we got this thank you guys love you all bye